I'm Luke Kennedy with the McCain Institute, and you're in the arena with leaders and citizens who are taking character-based action. I'm in the arena with uh, Mark Salter, a renowned writer, uh, foreign policy expert. You could kind of describe him as a Renaissance man, longtime uh, top uh, aide to uh, Senator McCain, who's uh, uh, still very much connected to uh, to the to the McCain family. We appreciate you being in the uh, arena with us. It's a bit of a uh, bittersweet occasion, if if uh, if, if we're honest. Uh, uh, because we're marking the occasion of the senator's uh, passing a year ago and his birthday, but we're we're not going to make it a sad occasion. I think the idea is to talk about uh, what we're trying to do, and in the spirit of uh, Senator McCain, if I understand it, you can correct me where I'm wrong. Kind of get off your butt and and do something. So with that kind of a, a, a send up, a welcome to end the arena. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. And we're going to try to be a bit focused uh, in our conversation today. There's so many things we could talk about with you, but what we're trying to do is is, is foster acts of civility. In fact, there's hashtag acts of civility that's uh, out uh, to, for folks to be able to catch up to. And this concept that you know respect for others and working with others for causes greater than ourselves is uh, is what the senator was about and what so many of us want to be about and aspire to uh, to, to 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 be about um, so i guess if you could kind of comment on that and then we'll maybe get into some specific acts of uh, civility that that you experienced firsthand with the senator sure well you know he always believed that uh you know, he, he never shrank from a fight, and he was pretty uh, pugnacious and uh, enjoyed. Uh, he used to have this saying, um, a fight not joined is a fight not enjoyed. And, you know, he could throw some elbows and, and be a pretty tough brawler and stuff, but he always felt that we had, uh, 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 that our ideals were stronger than our differences and, and that we had uh, problems in common and, and, and responsibilities to solve them in common. You never wanted to get so carried away with the fight that you, you, you sort of foreclose the option of working together to get something done for the country. He also, you know, wasn't uh, ashamed of uh, compromise. He, in a, in a country, as he said, of 325 million vociferous souls, you know, uh, three yards in a cloud of dust is a magnificent achievement. So uh, you, you can't get 100%, but uh, you can get 55%. You've had a pretty good day's work. And he always uh, he conducted himself that way all the uh, for the 30 years I knew him. Well, and you were with him for those uh, 30 years. And, you know, for someone like me who maybe got to spend a couple of minutes around him, uh, you know, that seminal moment of civility to me is that is the you know, the town hall meeting, and you can speak to that, but I think you're in a position to see others, maybe things that, uh, you know, the cameras uh, weren't there to see, acts of civility, you know, at home or abroad. Yeah, well, you know, um, you're talking about an event that occurred fairly late in the 2008 campaign, uh, uh, a town hall type meeting, uh, I think, um, in the suburb of uh, the Twin Cities, and um, we had, we had uh, uh, it's, it's, it's very hard just sort of physically to hear some of the stuff that may get said or yelled at a rally um, when you're up on the dais, and uh, and uh, apparently there were some, some 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 in a couple of rallies that we were having late in the campaign. Reporters had overheard people in the rally saying very uncharitable things, and uh, 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 
you know, the things that Senator McCain would have abhorred. Um, so we were aware that there was something going on and we mentioned it to him that, you know, the press are starting to buzz about people's, you know, yelling stuff in the back of your rallies. If you hear anything, say, you know, because don't worry, I'll take care of it. And uh, and so we went into that town hall and, and I think a lot of people saw, you know, how, how, how he managed to take care of it. It was just, a, you know, just to, you know, you know, somebody who was there to support him. It said, you know, uh, it's sort of implied or meant to imply that uh, Senator Obama was not uh, a, a native-born American, and uh, and uh, he corrected her. And then later on in that same town hall, uh, there's uh, a, another instance where somebody said they were frightened of of Senator Obama, and uh, and he corrected them and said they have nothing to. F- fear about him. I, we have differences. I hope you'll support me, but he's a decent man and there's nothing to be afraid of. And he loves his country just like I do. Um, and that's the way he viewed everybody, even guys he fought with, you know, hammer and Tom, he and Ted Kennedy were notorious. You know, they both loved to fight and they would, they would you know, beat the hell out of each other. Um, uh, but then, you know, they throw an arm around each other and they, you know, work on say immigration and try to get something decent done for the country. I think that for me, I've you know given some thought, civility, or demonstrating respect for others, but it doesn't mean being meek or or or, or mild or even just accepting the uh, the status quo. And I think you you were in a position to see that firsthand when uh, Senator McCain uh, traveled the world. As I understand it, he would go out of his way to meet with opposition, dissidents, whatever you want to call it. And it strikes me that's. That's something we probably just need to see more of full stop. I certainly need to do more of that. I need to walk down the street and talk to neighbors that I don't, you know, think I have a lot in common with. It seemed like he did that as a matter of course. Sure. And, you know, he, well, first he believed that uh, our highest ideals and uh, our highest, our, our greatest responsibility was to respect the dignity of every human being. And when that, and, and when another human beings or human beings, plural dignity was, was abused or oppressed or, disrespected in some way he was he 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 felt it a personal and a, a, a sort of patriotic obligation of his to to defend that person or persons so yes he was uh, he never you know uh, no matter uh, no matter where he was if uh, if a government was oppressing its people he said so and uh, um, and did what he could to to um, to support the oppressed, uh, uh, and he thought those are kind of ideals, that big ideal, uh, united unites us, unites Americans, unites everyone in the West, and it's so much stronger than the than the, than the policy differences we have that separate us, you know. And uh, he really, at the end of his life, he was really concerned about this growing nativism and tribalism in this country. It was just so un-American. He thought that we, we'd lost sight that the, the idea of this country is that we, we are united with all human beings in this country. We, it's not just America first, that we're, we're, we all have, uh, uh, that every, uh, uh, every American has as much dignity as anybody else in the world, but not one bit more. Um, and that, uh, th- th- those were the things that animated his service and, and why, he was, uh, why he meant so much to the West. And, and and as as well as you know to to, to people in this country, I mean uh, one of, one of his last great speeches he gave in I think 2017, you know about the importance of the West, and he gave it in Munich, and I, I I saw people there with tears in their eyes, you know Europeans with tears in their eyes as he gave it. It was a you know he was a he was a man of ideals, 
uh, as well as a, a patriotic American. Not really shifting gears, but you know, the McCain Institute doesn't do politics, but I think all of us have to pay attention uh, to politics. You know, why do you think Senator McCain thought it was so important to treat his political opponents with respect? I mean, I think there's an argument to be made that, hey, you want to win and, you know, do whatever you can to, to win and winning should be first and foremost. But respect was always part of the equation. I mean, why do you think that is or was? I think it goes back to you know, what I said originally, that we, that because we have common responsibilities to solve our common problems. And that's harder to do if, if you personally, plus, you know, who wants to work in a place where, you know, half, half the place hates your guts, you know, it's just, you know, McCain was a very social person and he loved to enjoy people's company and he liked, liked for people to enjoy his company. He was fun to travel with and he was fun to be around. Uh, you know, I remember, uh, uh, the late Paul Wellstone, Senator Paul Wellstone, a very, very, very liberal uh, uh, a member of the Senate from right. Minnesota who, who tragically died in an air crash, you know, uh, quite some time ago. Uh, when he showed up, uh, you know, I, 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 kinda, he, I think he was elected in 1990 and uh, I can't... Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't think of anybody that probably saw the world or saw, saw our policy policy uh, uh, debates uh, more, more differently than, than, than John did. And yet one day, he, the guy shows up in the office and, and, and apparently John had told him to come with him because John had been traveling. When John was first elected to the House in Arizona, he, he hadn't lived in Arizona for very long. Uh, the sort of the senior statesman along with Barry Goldwater of Arizona was a guy named Mo Udall, member of the House and chairman of the House Interior Committee. Mo was a, was a liberal. Uh, John was a conservative, but Mo couldn't have been more generous, thoughtful, and helpful to John. You know, he took John around the state. He introduced him to everybody he could. He he wanted John to you know to be as good uh, a public servant as he could be because that 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 redounded to the benefit of of the state they both served. And uh, John never forgot that when Mo was ill with Parkinson's disease and sort of wasting away in a veterans hospital and. In Washington, John would go there every week, and he, even when Mo couldn't communicate anymore, he would just sit there and read the Arizona newspapers to him and stuff like that, and it was a t touching thing. Paul Wellstone had heard about this and had idolized Mo Udall when he was a young progressive and uh, asked John to take him with him one, one time, and they did, and I, 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 that, that, that's a, just a memory I've never forgotten. You know, it's just people being decent to, to people because they recognize the responsibility and gratitude they owe each other. Uh, and uh, that's the kind of, that's, that's what made him, uh, uh, well, not special. He, would, he wouldn't have thought it was special. He thought that's how, you know, normal people acted normally. And uh, um, anyway. Well, you know, picking, picking up on that, you know, treating each other. Uh, uh, decently. I, you know, I can imagine some people out there saying, I, you know, I guess I agree with that. And I believe, you know, you share in our uh, interest, enthusiasm and civility, but I can see some people out there saying, Hey, I feel like I'm up against it. I see things that, uh, that, 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 you know, anger me or upset me. And I uh, just, you know, I think some people feel like maybe they're not in a position to, to be uh, civil, but that's, that, that doesn't seem like that's how you see it. Uh, and it doesn't seem like that's how we make progress. As you, as you mentioned, being, being civil doesn't mean being meek or not being passionate about what you believe in. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there, there are plenty of witnesses before the Armed Services Committee who thought, thought Chairman McCain wasn't being particularly civil when he was pounding away at them, you know, because he thought they were being evasive or something. I think there are plenty of senators who would have thought being on the wrong end of a debate with John McCain wasn't the most civil 
experience of their life. But it, it's just, he recognized there was a time for fighting and then a time that when, you, when all's been said and done, you still have a, a problem before you, an issue that needs to be resolved in some way or at least some progress made on it. You have, you have to, in this, our system of government was built to operate slowly you know, and to operate by compromise. There's, it's, there are three branches. Uh, there are all sorts of rules in, in the Senate that, that allow, that give them the minority rights. And you can't, you can't make any progress but modest progress. And you can't do even modest progress without compromise with the other side. Uh, people that have served in that institution for, for the length of time Senator McCain had understand that. Uh, so you always kept the door open to a compromise, and and that doesn't mean you know, as I said, being meek or, or or saying, hey, I'm not, I can't fight that hard for my issue. Fight as hard as you want, but get something done. At the end of the day, the guys that say I'll never compromise, you don't. The people that get elected to office sometimes are people who say, send me to Washington and I'll never compromise with the, those swamp creatures or or whatever they would call them. Well, right. don't, don't vote for that guy or that that girl. You know, because you know they're never going to get a damn thing done for you. You know, it's uh, they're they're just going to posture and spout and make themselves feel good and uh, get people to think exactly as they think to cheer for them, but they never deliver a damn thing for anybody. So uh, uh, that, that's that's how I think the senator would have viewed uh, that question. Well, kind of a you know a final. Uh, segment here, what we uh, watch, what we listen to, what we read, uh, I think you would agree informs uh, how we uh, act. I commend, uh, you know, the books you've been part of, Characters, Destiny, and so many others. But if I understand correctly, you're, you're teamed up with filmmaker uh, Ken, Ken Burns on a project who has certainly uh, educated us in a number of areas. What can you tell us about that? Well, I was uh, uh, privileged to have been involved a little bit in the making of the Vietnam series um, that aired uh, uh, a year ago and uh, uh, and, and, and had become friends with Ken. So they, uh, what, what, I think the last formal, uh, you know, sort of broadcast interview John did, um, television interview that John did was with Ken for a number of projects he was working on, one on the life of Muhammad Ali, another one on the Mayo Clinic, and then lastly about Ernest Hemingway. And they're working on a biopic of Hemingway, the Florentine Films, which is Ken's production company, and uh, Lynn Novick, who was the co-director of Vietnam, and Sarah Botstein, the producer. And uh, they were going to screen. It's a six-hour six series, a three-part, a three-episode series. And um, John was a, a, a big, an avid Hemingway reader. And his favorite book was For Whom the Bell Tolls, and he loved Hemingway's short stories. And so they had interviewed John for that as well, and it was pretty moving. And uh, where John almost closes, I'm not quite the end of the film, but he comes on at the end uh, for, the, for the second or third time in the series, and uh, and, and essentially says that you know um, this is a terrible paraphrase, I guess, but that the good we do uh, makes up for the bad, and uh, 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 very touching. And so they they screened it, and they want they invited me to come watch it in Walpole, New Hampshire, where they're headquartered, and. Uh, um, it'll be a. I'm sure when it's out, uh, it'll 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 move others as much as it moved me. Mm, gosh, I uh, almost think we we probably should just uh, leave it right there. I mean, courage, character, uh, civility, uh, taking action with some humility and uh, with uh, human dignity always in mind. It, it sure seems like what uh, 
motivates uh, you and inspires us all uh, with our connection to, uh, to, to, to Senator McCain and wider. We thank you so much for being uh, on the arena and we uh, hope you'll give us a chance to stay connected with you as we go forward. Thank you, wish you that. This podcast is produced by Patrick McCann and Justin Kessler. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, tell your friends, or leave a review.